and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And welcome to our weekly update. Mm-hmm. Now, just a little word of warning. If our audio standards up to, aren't up to their high, high standards. <laughs> They're so high normally, aren't they? <laughs> we are on holiday and we're doing this from Harvey Bay. Yeah, we are on, it's about three hours north of Brisbane, a lovely coastal town, quite retiree. I think we're some of the youngest people here. It's a worry. <laughs> it is a bit of a worry. <laughs> but we still managed to watch all the national finals this morning, a few cores with our Apple TV stuff all sorted. So yeah, we might be on holiday, but Eurovision doesn't go on a holiday, does it, Michael? Absolutely not. Huge morning this morning. And I think you're going to talk us through probably the biggest talking point of the day. Well, yes, it's France. It's one of the big five countries. They're back with the national final this year after taking a break last year. So good to have them back. Mm. Uh, the show was C'est vous qui décidez. And um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good show overall. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, excellent. Always expect something uh, quality out of the French. Um, to be honest, I thought it was a little long. I don't know why we went down to an eight super final or whatever. But uh, apart from that, no no complaints. The staging was of immaculate quality and um, they had a panel of judges a mile long. So it was plenty to get through. Yeah, well, I, I, I was thinking at one stage, oh, is 12 songs too much? I'm like, no, it's not. You just didn't need to go and judge them straight after. That had no bearing on the <laughs> ultimate result. I don't know about Jean-Paul Gaultier in a hoodie. was necessary. It's just heartbreaking, really. It's like watching a Michelin star chef eat eat a Big Mac or, or something. fish fingers or yeah, something. Exactly. But yeah, it was it did, it was particularly long. I will say that was my three hours. You're talking Eurovision level here, mm. and for twelve songs, oh, it was a bit of a slog. And our time zone worked in our favor because mm. we weren't falling asleep. We were waking up as it went on, <laughs> so that was good. Felt a bit sorry for Valentina. I think she was up past her bedtime there. Oh, yeah, true, of course. Yeah, she was good. But it was nice to see her uh, be honoured as a French winner. Exactly. First uh, French language winner since Celine Dion, I believe, which they gave homage to. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a winner, um, and let's talk about her. Well, let's hear a little bit of her song first. It's Barbara Pravi with Voila. with the public first with the jury that's a first in recent times for mm-hmm. France as well yes. one by 68 points she won it in a canter Michael was it ever going to be any other winner than Barbara um, once she performed today no absolutely not I thought she absolutely smashed it out of the park um, I'll be honest this song wasn't my favorite from the national final I do it's probably bordering on a little cliche with the whole um, sort of Edith Fiaf kind of feel about it. Mm, but mm. my gosh, she pulled it off completely. It was an impeccable vocal. I thought the staging was amazing. And um, yeah, the, the really just blew everyone out of the water, really. I think with the, the video um, of the performance we saw originally, you could see that she could sell a song. Uh, I was a little worried about just sort of standing in front of the microphone the whole time and just delivering it. She can do it. She can hold an audience for mm. three minutes. But what they did today was magic. It was amazing. The lighting, the LED use, oh, yeah. the camera shots, that smoke with the lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you you had enough different shots and different movements and different things happening to keep you going the whole time. I, it was As soon as you saw that performed, it was just like, that's the most obvious winner. Like, that is Eurovision ready. 
It's top ten Eurovision ready. Oh, wow, calling it already. I did. I did love the performance, and I thought you're right. Very clever angles, kept everything very, uh, you know, moving along. And even though she was very static, even that last minute where they capture in that sort of hyper reality kind of stage, where it was a bit more free camera. I liked it, and it did certainly get across the frenetic nature of the mm. ending of the song. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, maybe held it a little bit too long. But yeah. that's just piggy. Yeah, I, I agree. I maybe just – I would like to see a little change there. Um, but I think in terms of – Eurovision's gone authentic, authentic in terms of what is rewarding, and this is very authentic. I know people get worried about it being the cliche, you know, this is dripping and baguettes and no. onions and garlic. And cooked snail fell out of her hair halfway <laughs> through the performance, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I've lost my train of thought there but I think it's not 10 years ago and I think France was trying to mould into the pop sensibility of the kind of Swedish sound and it didn't quite work and come back to what works to me Patricia Cast got a top 10 in 2009 I think this can do something similar in, but it's even a better overall package I think definitely jury uh, bait here, definitely. And a definitely. portion of Televote. It's not mm. going to be everyone's cup of tea, but the people who love it, will you will not forget that song. Very true, very true. Worthy winner, very worthy winner. Well, we had also, let's move, we're going to go through every single entry, actually, <laughs> in a bit of a run-through. Um, Juliette was next with her song, Pour vous qui m'aime. Um, bit of a surprise um, runner-up there. She was second with the juries and fourth with the tally vote. Your thoughts on her? Yeah, look, I mean, you probably, I may have thought these two would have maybe eaten one another for the for the vote <laughs> share kind of thing. But no, they, they very much stood on their own. Look, another fantastic vocal. My God, this woman can sing. Like, it was just so well sung with real, real emotion. And and the staging was very classic. They didn't do all the bells and whistles that they gave Barbara, fair enough. Um but then I think it lacked a little impact. Like the big moment was vocal and not mm. visual for mm. her. So, um, but I mean, it was stunning, stunning performance, like uh, vocal-wise. Oh. It, it had to be such a great performance to stand up against. You were exactly. going up against Barbara and you exactly. managed to come second. I'm so surprised by that. Mm -hmm. But she deserved it vocally. That note she hit was just probably the standout vocal part of the mm -hmm. whole, um, just one part. I also I thought actually her LED use was really good. Like actually on the floor it was really nice. Mm -hmm. The rest of it was just lit really well, very warm. It really suited her. Um, and look, in the past I think the French public has punished these type of songs, particularly just a ballad sort of sung this way. Like at least Volard was doing something, and they haven't here. Fourth with the public, mm. which I think f the French public have cottoned onto. We've got to do something that represents us and not some kind of like. Eva wasn't going this year. That was in a couple of years ago. That would have never gone anywhere near kind of thing. I think there's been a change in view. Yeah. Speaking of classic French things, horses' heads, Dale, what did you think? Well, the third, third place with Pony X, I'm a fool. Um, well, <laughs> number one, Marie Miriam and Jean-Paul Gaultier gave this song 12 points. It was leading the jury vote for a couple of minutes there, and, and the dream was on. The dream, <laughs> the was, dream on. was on. It was one of our favorite injuries, definitely, <laughs> was it? Look, I thought it was fun. Um, I thought it was like uh, there was all of this rock rockness, uh, uh, not rockness, but there was something rocky about this song as well as being that kind of pop. And it was very, it went very the dance EDM pop side. It didn't sort of touch on that much. His vocal was good without being amazing, mm -hmm. but it was just fun and it was. it was really good energy. And you could tell that they were really loving it in the TV studio. Yeah. And I can see why they came across really well. The public wasn't so high and maybe we heard a few more of those little missing parts, mm -hmm. um, but it was really good. Really, really, really good. Third with the jury, head of the public in fifth. I would not have guessed that before the show. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I... I 
my dream of hearing shake your booty or <laughs> on, on the European stage needs to wait another year by the sound of things. But we did see quite a bit of booty shaking and uh, it was great energy from the boys. And I think it's just what that national final needed and hence why I was rewarded with the third place. Well done. Indeed. I think it would have won if Voila wasn't there, actually, mm-hmm. after all that. Wow. Fourth place was Casanova with his song Tutti. Bit of a surprise. Six with the jury and second with the public. Yeah, that was big. Um, was his Corsican roots coming through here for a bit of help on the public, or did the song just stand on its own? Oh, it probably didn't hurt. He's ridiculously handsome as well, Dale. <laughs> I didn't mention that bit. Yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, it's a catchy little kind of almost traditional sounding song kind of thing. So, and I'd imagine the Corsicans got behind him and gave him, threw him a few votes. Look, I, I thought he did a good performance. There was good energy in this. And the dancers brought a lot of the movement because he had a fairly hard job to sing that. So mm. I thought he did pretty well. Unfortunately, the vocal probably got weaker as the song went along <laughs> and culminating in that note at yeah. the end, which can't be ignored, unfortunately. And I think that's what the jury's punished him for. That Manel's Isaiah moment, it wasn't great. Look, I, I agree. French, kind of very French pop. Mm. Um, you know, this this is summer French pop hit. Uh, so I can see why people went for it. Um, you know, he did a good solid job. I think there was two male soloists and he kind of came out the winner of it. And he did well. Bit of a surprise to me, actually, that this did so well with the public. So, But well done. I didn't mind it. Yeah, didn't mind it at all. All right, and f- fifth place was Safaz. Um, fifth with the jury, sixth with the public. What did you think of this? Look, it's a very pleasant little song, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it didn't really capture me in the studios, but I thought um, it, it did. he did a really good job of it this morning. I liked his staging. They maintained him as the centre of attention throughout basically the whole thing, mainly. So, and that worked, because he's a cool cat. Like, yeah, he is pretty yeah. cool. Um, and, you know, vocally it was fine. There was a fair bit of backing there. But when his vocal was exposed, it was a little bit weak. But apart from that, I thought he did a cracking job of a song. Yeah, yeah. really good. toe-tapper, isn't it? Great, great chorus in that song. Real sing-along vibes from it. Uh, the host was really enjoying it. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that, the woman particularly, yeah, uh, Lawrence. Lawrence. Boccalini, I think yeah, it is. It. Her and her caftan. Yeah, was she was basically a backup dance for that song. She was <laughs> loving it sick. I think, yeah, the chorus is great. He was solid enough. Um, look, I think, interestingly, nine out of the ten jurors gave him um, points, oh, wow. but no one higher than third. I felt it was that everyone's third to fifth song, and that mm-hmm. ultimately drops you down to a fifth place. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, great, great, um, great energy from him. I'd like to see him back. More of that, he was almost better in his presence um, in the interviews than he was maybe on stage. Oh, yeah. I would like to see a little bit more from him because I think he has a lot of charisma. Interesting. All right, sixth place went to the uh, French Polynesians uh, from Tahiti, uh, Mui with Maeva, uh, eighth with the jury, third with the public vote. Thoughts mm. on this? Look, I can't say I really enjoyed this song in the studio version. I did think it was pretty bland, to be honest. Um, but I liked their staging and I liked their styling. I thought they looked great. Um, and also that the, the harmonies for this in this song is what captures me, which is a very Polynesian trait, harmonising. Mm. I thought they did that really well. And I think, it, yeah, it, this has lifted a long way from where I thought it was, you know, at the start of the night. So, yeah, well done to them. Yeah, they did everything um, simply well. Like, the staging was that great beach effect. Yeah, there was nothing that. more. Mm-hmm. They didn't overcomplicate the staging. They dressed great. They had a great little performance. Their harmonies were fantastic. Mm. Um, God, those women were amazing, particularly. And they just did a great performance. And the public came for it. Again, I'm sure everyone in French Polynesia, but there's not that many of them <laughs> voted. Um, but, so I really think it just hit home with the, the public because it was just 
something simple done really, really well. Mm. The simple ideas often work, but we'll get onto that mm, a bit later on. We possibly. might be hitting a theme here. <laughs> um, seventh place with LMK, fourth with the jury, eighth with the public. This is the one that was saved mm. by the jury to so make it through. And you can see why with the fourth jury score there. So mm. you can see why they picked her. Look, I, I thought, you know, probably one of the fan favourites, to be honest, this one coming. It's a catchy R&B number. I thought she dealt, and what I was really impressed with was her diction and how she dealt with the very wordiness of this song. Mm. And you can see almost a rap background there. Um, she managed to, to really verbalise it really, really well. Um, I liked the way it was performed. I thought it was very cohesive with her and her dancers without being over the top. I mean, personally, I hated what she wore. Those pants. I mean, the pants are bad. Oh, Jean-Paul Gaultier Jean would have been in tears just watching the clothes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was tight. It was good. I think I think seven's a little bit harsh, to be honest. I thought it was a little better than that, and particularly her, uh, her, her addiction and sassiness. Yeah, I've written here, smashed it. Um, look, I've I've said many times that the chorus is a rip of Diana King, Shy Guy. We've all done that. We all know that. But I actually think her live performance stood on its own. That's probably the first time I've listened and watched that song and not gone Shy Guy. So I really think she owned it. Um, I thought her diction was incredible. I don't know about her classical harp training leading to doing this diction, and the harp thing was a bit weird. That was so odd. But look, but this is the thing: is she's such an interesting artist. She's classically trained. She's become this kind of like reggaeton rap thing going on, and she killed it. Killed that performance. Really surprised the public didn't go for it. They didn't. It's a question mark about why they didn't go for it so much. But I think um, where she ended up midfield with the jury was probably where it was in reality. I think it was about a fourth place song. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she she did a great job. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't had a bad word about her, maybe the song, and I appreciate it a lot more live. Yeah, I'll be listening to that one in, uh, after the end of the season, no doubt. All right, in eighth place out of the... So last with the, the top eight, though, was um, 21 Juno Le Duo. Um, they were seventh and seventh with the jury in public for eighth place by some distance, actually, mm. in the end. What do you think of these pair? Well, I mean, I'm surprised that even made the top eight, to be honest. Like, the studio version of this is just so... What's the word? Twee and dinky, really. <laughs> I got twee. Um, look, I mean... Basically, I enjoyed the spinning prop that they used today. Mm. I thought that was very clever and really gave it different dynamics and different aspects throughout the song. And I also liked her shoes. <laughs> Is that all you've That's, got? To... The rest baffles me. I've just put here why, just why. I'm Look, it, it was a surprise, I must admit. Um, I, I've got twee. Uh, there's something very, their charisma's, their charisma, what do I want to look, the connection's a bit strange. It just... I don't know. It feels junior Eurovision asexual kind of. There was a group in X Factor back in years ago in the UK called Same Difference, so a brother and sister. It gave me this vibe where it's just a bit like. <laughs> Hang on, they're a couple, these yeah, guys. Yeah, they? I know, but it doesn't feel oh, like that. Dear. It just feels a bit weird. And also, the staging was what helped, what saved them 100%. That staging was a great idea. I was kind of hoping it might go a bit to Keshi's Castle. She <laughs> might be in the wrong spot and she might get hit by it as it twirled around. That would have made it more entertaining for Long me flung her off the stage <laughs> um oh so that was the eight now let's touch on the uh, ones who um didn't make the eight and there were some big fan favorites let's start with um <clears throat> excuse me andrea mard with alleluia mm. that was a big surprise for many particularly because it got eight hearts which was the second highest among the jurors to start with not in their jury vote because that was just yep. a gimmick 
Yeah, it was an interesting one. I thought when it came time to save somebody, because they'd got the eight hearts at the start of the show, I thought, oh, well, obviously the jury are going like, to go for this one. They quite like it. Abandon it completely, kind of thing. Look, you know, it's not a, it's not any secret that I was not a big fan of this song. Mm-hmm. What a big, mushy bunch of twaddle this is, the whole thing. And to be honest, the staging was just all over the place. And for me, when you've got when you've got this bland song, it is very tempting to throw everything at it to make it stick and make it memorable. And they did, and they threw everything at it, and none of it worked. It was just all over the place. And that choreography was so corny and awful. Like, oh. Look, I don't agree with you on the song. I actually think it is a decent song. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I think there was something there to work with. I do 100% agree. God, they threw way too much at this. What was the concept? There was a many, the, the LED screens on the, the bottom changed into about three or four different, completely different looking patterns. Yeah, color the, schemes are all over the place. All over the place. They were wearing something completely different that didn't match in any way, shape or form. All the dancers were wearing something completely different that didn't match at all. Though I love the guy in the, the jacket, the white <laughs> and the red blue. I would buy that jacket. Um, that was what, I know, my eyes are taking me everywhere. Mm. They were running around with big smiles on their faces while the two singers were like being serious and doing this eye thing and... What was what was going on? I was I didn't know where to look. You never had a moment to connect with the actual performance. No, not because at all. it was all this circus of rubbish going on around them. It was just oh. God. And being first up, I think probably didn't help. Probably not because if it's hard to connect with it, and it's first up, maybe if it's second last, you're going to connect more. But I think the staging on did a song that would have made the eight. I think it probably deserved to be in the eight. It definitely deserved um, to be in the even eight. Even though I don't like it. But um, yeah, no, not after that performance. All right, what about Philippine with Barnon? Ooh, got some gnashing of teeth about this one, wasn't it? Um, look, for me, it's quite obvious. She missed the start. She just completely mistimed the start, and you could almost see the panic on her face. Uh, she improved as it got going. But again, this is another one. It was just too much stuff going on. She didn't need eight boxes and crates and chairs and things to run all over. And and also, I I thought it was a really good song. And what they did is they focused on the choreography and the staging and not the artist and the song. And they were the ones that suffered because of it. Exactly. I think she picked it up towards the end and should have, you know, she was fine. But there was just so much going on again. Stop. Sometimes you need the staging to lift a song. Mm. In a song like this, you need the staging to complement the song. And it, it it saturated. I do agree with you. What was with that hand thing, doing the love symbol in the back? It made zero sense. And I was totally distracted from that at the start. So was she, obviously, because she missed it. And she never recovered. I've mm. just got here, Mrs. Start was chasing the song. It felt like she was chasing the yeah. song. And you could see she was in her head. She's doing the choreography, like, I'm catching up, I'm getting in there. And she brought it together for that last 30 to 40 seconds. And she owned it, and she was powerful, and she was great. And I love how she threw the guy off, and that was wonderful. And the song was there, but too late. It's too late. If you miss the start of, um, you know, uh, a horse race and it's 1,000 metres, you're not going to catch up. Uh, No, she didn't didn't catch up. Didn't get out of the gates. Yes. (laughs) All right. What about poor old Terence James, the Scottish-French guy with his kilt and bagpipes? (laughs) Look, I to be honest, I thought he did a decent performance this morning. I thought he was on point with all his... He had a lot of movement to do, as well as seeing that song um, with his, you know, 
what was that, bare-chested, kilted people or whatever that was going mm. on. And again, there was a lot going on. <laughs> a lot of lighting, and there was that woman with the ring. Mm. What You know, what was the Coco Chanel thing? Take one thing off before you go. Mm. She should never have got on that stage. <laughs> no! I'm sorry. She was superfluous to the whole thing, uh, and she just added more, just too much, too, again, too much going on. I liked him. I thought his vocal was good. Um, yeah, he was, he was good. Little, yeah, he was good. I think his competition was Casanova Tutti and that whole concept worked, even though I think maybe he had a bit more stage presence in a way. Mm. Um, everything was happening around um, Casanova while he was part of it. And his choreography was good. He could have given a little bit more at times. But the vocal was great. Totally agree. That ring undid him. I just don't understand what it was there. Uh, well, it was like... the most... Re- <laughs> It looked like she wasn't even doing it properly. Like, as you said, it looked like someone out of the crowd got up and got the ring. Exactly. And at the end, she was doing it, but she was just kind of walking around with it for the first half of the song. A very classy stage invader. (laughs) And standing at the back, like just standing there with Mm, the ring. Really odd. It was so strange. And it cost him. I really think that cost him getting um, through, potentially. He probably Mm, might have still missed out. I think that repetitive song may have cost him, though. I loved it. I don't care. (laughs) Still my favorite. Poor Terrence. And then finally, Ali as well what did you think of his this is one of those songs that really lifted for me from the studios i mean i loved his staging concept the whole canopy thing and Mm. um if anything i would have gone bigger i would have gone full french renaissance you know frills and cuffs Mm. and all that sort of thing it's kind of like you backed out a a bit you know out of it i would have gone the whole hog this is one time you go to the staging director no i want more not less (laughs) um i will say however though his vocal was heavily heavily backed and I'm sorry if I was a jury member, I'd be like, no, mate, you're, you're pro- probably singing about 20% of that song. And I wouldn't have given him a lot of score. So, mm, sorry. Yeah. And also, I think he's probably doing a great vocal. It's just, it's been drowned. drowned like the out. audio mixing was almost too, too, it was a bit off there. But I do agree. It really lifted for me uh, live as well. I liked it. But I still see why I didn't make the eight. And yeah. I just think it shows how strong this national final was. Exactly. Either songs that weren't amazing really lifted with staging or songs that were great maybe just dropped a bit. To me, made that 12 overall gun. Who do you who do you take out? Yeah. So it was always gonna be it was always gonna be a bit of a tough one about who missed out and they were always gonna be unlucky, but love that national final. Could have chopped an hour off, but loved it. <laughs> no, I agree. Of quality, best one we've seen so far, and I think that'll be hard to top for the season. Well done, France. Yeah, fantastic. Well, there was another song during the week that was chosen. No surprise, this one coming out of Israel. Here's Inalene with Set Me Free. Well, Set Me Free snuck in here with 71.3% of the vote, Dale, ahead of La La Love on 17.2 and my favourite, Ooh La La, on 11.5. Bit of a turn up with the books, this one. Well, amongst fans, definitely, the Euro fans, um, they really um, didn't expect maybe the, the, the huge win for sure. I think a lot of thought ooh la la or la la love might get it and um, not as many for set me free. I mean, amongst the Aussie Vision team, we voted this. You've heard on the pod both times as our mm. winner. A lot of other people really liked it too. I thought it could have gone in any direction um, between the three. I was surprised it was it was such a big winner, but I thought also 
God, the video was so much better than the others. <laughs> you could just see that it had probably a lot more potential for Eurovision. Okay. Um, and there was elements of the other songs that people didn't And you love. watched this national final. Um, so basically, it was just they played the videos and had a chat. Is that all? Oh, I, I mean, I use the term national final very loosely. <laughs> this, whole, this whole process with Israel has not been good. It's been really messy. Like, just do it or don't do it. And there's been no COVID excuses about this. Basically, the national final was there was they were on stage, and then they kept reverting to videos of her doing the carpool karaoke, going to meet the songwriters, and having a chat for fifteen minutes on oh, the couch, okay. and then going back playing the video, and then just announcing the results at the end. It was long, it was tedious, um, and it wasn't a national final. Okay. The whole thing wasn't, and all this geo blocking of everything. Mm. Worst national final, one of the worst ever, because oh, it gone, wasn't even one. We've gone from France being the best to Israel. Oh, it's just pointless. To me, it was yeah. just could have been done in one hit. Um, releasing those demos, they weren't even sung by her. It was just a mess. But saying all that, I love this song. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, Set Me Free was my favorite the whole way through. I think this is the best one for Eurovision. The people of Israel agree with me. And I think there's a lot to do with this. She can show off her vocal. She can definitely bring some Corey in there. It'll get a bit of a revamp. It still sounds a bit demo-y. Uh, I think this will be really good. I think it's got the best chance of those three songs. People have been ripping on these songs. I actually think they're really good. And I don't think they're far off Fekula B at all. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I will agree. I think this one of the three probably is the most sensible choice for Eurovision. It's the, probably the most melodic. It gives her a chance to use her vocal the most, etc. I just find it a bit like their national final tedious, to be honest. Fair Sorry, enough. it just does nothing for me. It does not get my heart racing one little bit. And... I think it's a shame because I think she's an amazing performer. She is an amazing performer. And she would have made any of those songs work. And I think she'll make Set Me Free. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Indeed. Right. Off to Norway now. The third week of Melody Grand Prix. Um, We had four quite young performers, kind of like newish, except for one. Hmm. Um, We did have a winner. And it was Emmy with Witchwoods. Welcome to the Witchwood. Welcome to the Witchwood. Well, Emmy took out Big Daddy Carson in the final duel today. Um, thoughts on Emmy and her song and the performance? Yeah, look, I, I think I probably went into this semi final thinking she would win. Uh, I thought of the studios, this was probably the strongest of the tracks. Really interesting staging choices they made. Um, I guess it seems to be the theme in Norway, all very dark. And it turns out the Witchwoods are some noir suburb in, <laughs> in some city somewhere. Not uh, there wasn't wasn't very woody. There wasn't a lot of woods going. Maybe it's on. just a dodgy suburb. Yeah, yeah, it was very. And and I thought she grew with the second performance. First one, I thought she looked a little stiff and a little wooden. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean mean the pun. Where she, she, I think she she loosened up a little for the second one. So I wasn't surprised she won. Yeah, I, I I think once I saw the four, I thought, look, she's left herself open a little bit because her performance, I, I do agree, wasn't amazing. But even though the staging didn't make a lot of sense, mm. it still looked really good and impactful. True. Like, even though it didn't match very well. <laughs> it's for another song that would have been perfect. <laughs> but, it worked, but it worked for people to vote for True. it because, yeah. you know, it had a modern sound, it was done well, and she happened to perform it. 
Like, I don't think she won it. The song won it. And I think she'll get better, though. I think her grand, her final performance will be really good mm. when we get there. She was certainly warming up to it. So I definitely agree with that. Well done, Emmy. Yes. Runner-up was Big Daddy Carsten with mm-hmm. Smile, um, taking out Deny with Own Yourself in the first jaw. What did you think of Big Daddy Carsten and his colourful um, staging? <laughs> it certainly was colourful, wasn't mm. it? An interesting subject matter as well. Look, he's got a lot of charisma, that bloke, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he, um, he came out in what was it, kind of like pink overalls or something? Yeah. Um, and it was a very colourful performance. I really thought he gave it everything. Um, yeah, like I think him making that last duel was pretty much his win. I never thought the song itself would probably get out of the semi-final, but I thought he did a cracking job and yeah, good on him. He's someone to keep an eye on. He is a really interesting artist actually. And number one, just so glad to see a gay person sing a gay song this yeah. year in Norway nice. compared to last year yeah. where they didn't have one. Um, but no, this is awesome. And they really celebrated that. He came out hard song, I think to do live. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he did a good enough performance of it. Uh, and yeah, hats very, off to it. Very visual, wasn't it? Those dancers were like, I was just like, what is going on here? Yeah. My God. Rainbow can be really hard to do. And I thought the rainbow bit was done actually quite well. Mm. Quite tasteful for <laughs> hugely colourful rainbow. Um, to the first jewels now, let's talk about poor Ole Hartz um, with mm. his song Via Norge. Yeah. Uh, lost out to Emmy. That looked to be the winner's battle. I thought whoever's going to win this is probably going to win the overall thing. I kind of thought that too. I thought these two would probably battle it out at the first one, but that's not the way the draw went. Look, I quite enjoyed the performance. I'm not a big fan of the whole Dickensian sort of street urchin look, <laughs> but apparently that's very in. Um, look, I, I thought the... Dancers gave everything movement and it kind of looked like a bit of a village having a party kind of thing, you know, um, without straying too far into the cliche. So I thought it was, you know, to me it sounds like a football song, you know, like we're going mm. to the World Cup kind of thing. Didn't get those vibes, but I thought it was well done. Yeah, it was somewhere between this kind of traditional sea folk kind of song and a football World Cup sea, anthem. Sea folk. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, by the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not like mermaids or whatever. <laughs> but look, and I was expecting more. I really, I love this song. Mm. I thought this had so much potential for live. And dancing around with a couple of hankies um, with the Northern Lights or whatever, which has been done to death, just wasn't cutting it. I really was underwhelmed with the staging. And they blew it. I thought they could have gone bigger. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Mm. You could have started with that. And then, because that's how the song is. It starts kind of sea shanty, goes big anthemic. They missed the beat there and they left it open for probably the better commercial song to get through. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And the other one who lost out in the first round battles was um, Deny, I think we think it is. Deny? Denier with Own Yourself. Hmm. Great performance. And I thought she did such a good job for such a young artist. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought she certainly wasn't a self-owned from what I was watching this morning because I thought it was terrific. Mm. She really gave it a lot of energy and gave it... I think pretty unlucky to lose. Um, you know, I just thought she was really good. Interesting they did those split screens of her dancing. You know, the whole, you know, own yourself kind of thing, where she had actual dancers. I know, that was weird. <laughs> it was like a bit, a bit insulting to the dancers. Oh, you dance around while I have pictures of myself dancing. Really odd. But um, no, I thought she was good. Another one to keep an eye on. She's great. I'd love to see her come back. She's really, really, really good. Unfortunately, I just felt like the song was like, not even B-grade Gaga, Ooh, C-grade, 2011, 2012, like Born This Way sounding. Did sound a little familiar, didn't it? It just... But it was nice, it was good, it was inoffensive, but it, even she couldn't save it. She did a great job, though. That vocal's awesome. Hmm. Come back, better song, couple of years with a bit more maturity, and she's like Eurovision ready. Yeah, no, She's no, good. She's impressed. really good. 
We also saw one of our pre-qualifiers this morning, Kaya Roda. What did you think of Kaya's uh, job with Feel again? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, there was on Twitter, not many people agree with me. <laughs> but no, I thought she. I, there was a great staging concept all put together. Her vocal was really good. I loved it. I thought it was great. The song's not the most amazing thing, mm. but it came to life a lot more live. I thought, looking at those five performances, she was the um, established artist who deserves her place in pre-qualifiers, and mm. that doesn't always happen. Okay. Look, when they released the song on Friday, I didn't think much of it, but I did think, oh, she's got a potential to give a real vocal here, and she delivered. She can really, really sing that song, and she projects. The only other thing I really sort of liked about it, she wore a very, very fabulous kind of dressing gown type of sort of Not a dressing ensemble. Like looked, a nighty. Yeah, it looked like no, it looked like a dressing gown Diana Ross would wear around the house. <laughs> yeah, well that's she pretty... wouldn't be seen public in it, but she'd wear it around the house. But um look, I expect that one to lift for the grand final when it comes along, but I was really impressed with her vocal work. Amazing. Yeah, no, really, really good. Right, well that's the third semi final of Norway done. Yeah, and also this morning, of course, it was the semi-final in Lithuania with Pabandom Esnjau. Uh, five of the ten got through, Dale. We'll quickly mm-hmm. go through these guys. Gebrasi won again. He won his semi-final, first in the jury, first in the tally votes. What do you reckon of this one? Yeah, great. Um, he's done it two times in a row. First, 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 first. Yeah, man, I've, I've just got in here. All very solid. Yeah, very <laughs> and good. that's what it strikes me as. Second was Martina with Thank You Very Much. She added a bit to her staging. What do you think of that one? Um, I wanted dancers when I saw it last time. This time, I'm not sure the dancers worked. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit distracted by them, but I think, you know, it was an overall better package. Mm, jury didn't like it. Sixth was the jury. Second for the Televote dragged her through. Third place went to Evita Colonel. Um, this was completely opposite. Jury second, Televote ninth. Kind of with the Televote there. Yeah. it's a, She's got a decent vocal, but it's a languid song. That song is better. The only thing you remember is the phone. Yeah, true, true. Fourth was Voldemars Pedersen. He got through with Never Fall Again. This time the jury deserted him a little. Fourth, Televote fifth. What did you think of this one? I thought it was better, actually. Um, I thought it was a better uh, version than they did the time before. More concept. There's something to hang on to. I didn't Mm. mind it. I thought it was better than some of the ones that beat it. It's a bit of a hodgepodge of a song, this one, but I do like some of the elements there. Lithuania. Exactly. It's a hodgepodge (laughs) of a national final. All right. Fifth was... Titters and Benas uh, with their song No. It's a very Scandi ballad for me. I've written bland. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a no It's a no for me. <laughs> it's a no for me. Very X Factor Boys doing a song that probably would be a winner's song in Lithuania five years ago. Oof. Uh, so they are the five that will go and join the route for the grand final. Was there anyone else you wanted to touch on this morning? Oh, poor old our boy, Gabrielis yeah. Vigelis. Yeah, he got rid of the Burberry hat this week. Yeah, really connected a lot more. Mm. So um, he only missed out by a couple of points, which is a shame. Yeah. So, yeah. The jury's deserted him this morning, I did notice. Deserved his place in the final. You know, we'll, we'll get Gabrielle to Eurovision one day. One day. One day. And um, who was that? Was another uh, young lady who'd be quite like Militia. Yeah. And Kyriakos really mentioned mm. her, who has been covering it for us. And he was really surprised that the tally vote really yeah. wasn't there for her. Her song, I think, was Shadow, I think. Um, and it was actually really good, but the tally vote put her like second last or third last or something, which was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so she missed out. She also used oh, those one point. twin dancers, the ones that Kyra used last mm, year. As soon mm. as I saw them, I was like, gosh, they're back. Right. So, well, we will be going in more detail about the Lithuanian um, final. So we'll be doing a preview special podcast midweek, um, yes. a, little, a little review of the whole national final. 
and also a look through to the final coming up this Sunday and we'll be going through that with Kyriakos this week mm-hmm. who's been covering it for us um, for many times so we can have a little chat about that we'll see if anyone can knock off the rope we'll see <laughs> so another bit of news during the week Dallas out of Spain Blas Canto will be performing two songs in a bit of a national final where the public will vote uh, the show will take place in February apparently there'll also be some other performances it'll be Blas con amigos with his friends he'll be doing some different duos I believe heavily rumoured that uh, Luther Lorenzo will be one of them so we'll have a bit of a spectacular coming out of uh, Spain for Blas in February this is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> I know. It's got two songs. I mean, I'm glad we've got another national final and, you know, a couple of songs to choose from. That, it's it's just interesting. Knowing Spain, they could drag out two songs for three hours. Oh, you God help us. When know. you just said there's going to be a lot of other songs and a spectacular. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. Doing, All right. He's doing a gala. Doing oh, look, gala. I will reserve my judgment until I see it. And then I will judge it accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm looking forward to it because yeah. I think Bluss is a good performer mm. and I think he got his song last year wasn't exactly. I think they, I think they learned a big lesson from last year, and I think they'll go with something a bit more powerful and almost ballady. I would may suspect mm, show off that vocal. All right, well let's look to the week ahead. As usual, Mondays are Norway artist announcements for the following semi-final, so we we'll look forward to that. And then we skip all the way through to Sunday morning Australia time, Saturday night in Europe. And we've got um, three big events. We have, again, the Norwegian semi-final, number four. Uh, we also have the final of Lithuania, which we just mentioned before. Mm-hmm. We'll have another Eurovision song to talk about. Yes. So we'll see who wins that one. <laughs> and then we'll have also the start of Melfest, Michael. Yes, the big one. The Kicks big off one. next week. I have my balloon already. I'll be waving that on the couch. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. Just a reminder of some of the artists competing next week. There's Jessica Anderson, Ooh. Paul Ray, Avingana. And also Danny Sorcedo, who closes the show as well. So with his song, Dandy Dancer, I can't wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds camp and ridiculous. Heavy, heavy metal number, I'm Probably something completely not camp and ridiculous. But look, I'm really looking forward to it. Melfest is, look, it's the best national final. Absolutely. So we got a lot of good weeks ahead of that one. All right. Thanks for joining us very much, guys. And let's a big thank you to the team who helped us with our research this week. Yes, we have Steve Garner. Kyriak Ostinovitz, Liv Webster, and Laura Smith. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks very much, and thanks for joining us this week. All right, see you later. Bye.